Can you be the cheapest and still be the best? Maybe if you are a service professional. And that's because service professionals typically do not have huge capital outlays. So maybe you're paying for uh, rent. And if you're a wedding photographer um, or a decor person, of course, you're going to have to pay for some uh, inventories and some fulfillment. So you have to pay for some tablecloth. You would have bought your camera already. You have to pay for um, the photo book. So uh, there's some material that you have to pay for, but these are not necessarily the uh, biggest um, items that you consider when you're coming up with your uh, costing as an event and uh, wedding professional. So if you're a service-based professional, then I guess technically you could be the best, even though you are the cheapest. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's the answer to the question. Can you be the cheapest and the best? Maybe if you're a service-based professional, but if you are a professional that has um, huge capital outlays, you know, that go into what it is that you produce, um, I don't know, let's say, gosh, I can't think of any example at the moment, but there are people who have a um, large um, cost element to what it is, um, to how it is that they uh, run their business. So if you're one of those types, you're taking input, you're putting it into a production schedule, and then uh, out at the other end, you have something concrete. So let's say um, you, man you manufacture slippers. Yeah, let's put it that way. Uh, because I know a wedding planner here in Abuja who that is one of her businesses. She makes these really um, exquisite sandals and then of course she has to pay craftsmen who make the deal. So in her own case, yes, on the wedding service, on the wedding planning side, she can be a cheap uh, professional even though she's the best. But when it comes to the slippers, on the other hand, the shoes that she produces... She can't be the cheapest and the best because she has to buy materials, she has to pay for the artisans uh, to do the work. And then, of course, there's, a, there's the cost um, of um, her marketing that is involved in the, um, in the production of the, uh, of the good. Now, however, uh, once we move beyond this whole uh, whether you're the cheapest or you're the best thing, there's also this whole thing that we have to consider that you don't have to be the most expensive because typically when we're having these conversations in the event and the wedding space, you know, you have people who oscillate in between, you know, uh, that's either being cheap or um, either being on the top of the end, you know, the top line of the market. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, that way. Perhaps you can look in the middle. You can be one of those people who is thinking about what is the most optimum pricing that I can pursue. What is the level of pricing that I can use that is going to get me the most number of um, uh, customers and the um, largest number of profits? Uh, sorry, the largest quantity of profits. So for wedding photographers, for instance, is that perennial question about whether you're going to shoot uh, one wedding a year at three million or whether you should do 20 weddings a year and uh, each of them you charge uh, 600k you know so it's just one of those questions uh, to consider so um, should quality in considering these sorts of things should quality be directly related to price maybe if you're a luxury good then yes um, you know like ferraris so the whole thing about um, the quality of the engineering, what kind of um, aeronautic carbon fibers you're using in the body of the car, or um, let's see, what else, you know, the kind of materials that you're using and on and on. So maybe if you're in the luxury space, 
then I guess quality has to be directly, uh, directly related to price. And then inversely, there's also another uh, spectrum of the market where quality is directly related to price, and that is when you're dealing with um, commodity goods. So if you're buying cassava, you're buying cashews, uh, you're buying uh, groundnuts, you're buying sesame, to a certain extent, commodity is directly uh, sorry, quality is directly related to the price because if it's just um, raw material at poor quality, it's going to be at a poor price. If it's raw material at a standard quality, it's going to be a different price. And then, of course, if it's raw material that has had some um, production um, added to it. So let's say sesame that, you, that has been extracted of average quality, but it has been cleaned and sorted, then it's going to be um, another price. So this is one of those situations where quality is directly related to price. But then again, as I've shown in the earlier conversations for service professionals, it's um, a little bit uh, different. I think when it comes to service professionals, the whole thing about price should be a matter of market validation. So you have this central thesis, just take it and then go to the market and see how it performs at whatever price it is that you have decided to um, decided to run with. So the example that I gave in my own experience was starting out um, in Lagos, wedding photographer, and then my central thesis was that there's going to be a market for people who do not like Photoshop. Now, if you look around on your Instagram these days, you'll find that yes, that there have been photographers that have successfully been able to uh, push that value prop at really good um, prices. It's not something I was able to um, establish while I was in Lagos and before I got to Abuja and then got distracted trying um, different kinds of uh, photography. But the bottom line is this. You take your central um, thesis, like me and the other wedding photographers who do not believe in Photoshop or... Um, a client who is a decor person and uh, for her she thinks gold is garish and um, she thinks gold is garish and that only um, northern clients like that and for her that's not her kind of market and so she's looking towards um, uh, different uh, different sorts of things when it comes to uh, home decor. She's trying out um, muted colors, uh, different shades of um, orange, uh, blues and purples. Uh, she's avoiding what she thinks are garish um, uh, colors. So you have this thesis, just approach the market and then see how it is that it pans out. So it's market validation that is going to determine um, how much um, you charge, in my own opinion. Because you might find that for the no Photoshop thing, you're not able to make a play um, you've not been able to achieve market fit and then you have to make it fold or maybe look for more uh, better ways of um, selling or advertising or whatever it is and it's going to be the same on the um, it's going to be the same on the uh, the example that we gave about the um, interior decor so just aim for market validation and don't be so much in your um, feels um, about this the reason why I'm talking about all of this today is because I've been seeing some stuff flying um, on the gram, and of course it makes sense, but I figure I'd like to address the community over here, those of us in the wedding and the event space, because a lot of us, we consider ourselves to be artists, and so we are uh, personally, um, how do I put it, personally yoked to the, we find a lot of personal validation with the prices that people pay for our work and it doesn't necessarily have to be so so this whole question of being the cheapest and then being the best and then all whatnot there's too much head trash regarding this thing when it comes to the 
uh, wedding and the um, event space. So the fact that you are being low prices does not mean that you personally are being devalued. And the fact that uh, you're able to uh, command um, a ton of loot doesn't necessarily mean that you um, are the best. So let's change our lexicon when it comes to this whole thing of um, uh, uh, price versus quality. Let's remove the head trash and let it be a matter of market validation. So wake up in the morning and don't let your uh, personal sense of worth be tied to whether somebody paid you 1.2 uh, to plan the wedding versus maybe um, 6m just wake up and let this thing be a challenge of um, how am i going to establish um, market fit how am i going to establish market validation who is my market and who are my customers who am i chasing down what's the best way to approach them how do i initiate the conversation and how much value am I able to provide in the transaction? How much value am I able to extract? And then you keep tweaking and uh, you take feedback and you keep tweaking the process. So let's be more clinical about it and less personally um, involved. So uh, maybe all of this thing around there, around quality and price is good for motivation's sake because it makes you feel good. And so uh, you can wake up as a wedding planner and you feel... Yeah, I'm on top of the world, you know, I'm the best, I'm going to charge according to what I'm worth and blah, blah, and all of that. So yes, it has the motivational element to it, but uh, the dangers far outweigh the benefits because uh, there are times when you get into slumps and you have to take one or two low bids just to get by and then you end up feeling like, well, you charge cheap, therefore you are cheap. So let's remove our head trash um, from all these conversations when it comes to quality and price and self-worth and all of that. Let's make it purely a matter of market validation and trying to achieve market fit. So that's it. How am I approaching the market? Did I approach the market right? Was I able to prove my uh, thesis about the value that I'm going to bring to the market? If I was able to prove it, good. Take the feedback, move on. If I wasn't able to prove it, maybe I ought to quit. But if I don't quit, and I think the problem was, it, was with how I approach the market, you know, my sales and my marketing processes, then of course, innovate and try and revamp on your selling and your marketing and your advertising and all of that. But please, remove the head trash. Because you collect you know, 50K from someone doesn't mean you're cheap. And because you collect, you know, 2M from someone doesn't mean that uh, you're the absolute best and you're the best thing since um, slight, uh, since sliced bread. So, yeah, that's it pretty much. So, thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavish Yede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. And also, of course, apologies for uh, the noise. Remember, I told you guys that my neighbor converted his house into a commercial uh, kitchen. And so, unfortunately, from time to time, while I'm making this recording, you'll hear stuff like that. You know, his um, his uh, staff, you know, faffing about in the background or maybe um, hacking away at, you know, turkey or meat or whatever. It's just one of the wonderful things that we are exposed to when you're trying to run a business in Abuja. So thank you very much, guys. I'll catch you at the next recording.